The following is a sample of Death by Cliché by Bob Defendi. Chapter 4. Inventing a clever quote for each chapter is difficult. I'm not going to do it anymore. Bob Defendi. There are laws of the universe. Nature abhors a vacuum, but it abhors an atmosphere more, so check your suit seals. There are laws of romance. You can ruin the most romantic mood by calling out the name of another woman. You can absolutely shatter it by calling out the name of another man. There are laws of the land. Bullets fired at a cop will return to you sevenfold. And there are rules of storytelling. Do not tell. Show. So let's break that last one and save us all the tritest scene in fiction. What I tell you three times is true. Haraldoff was a bad man. Haraldoff was a bad man. Haraldoff was a bad man. Believe me? No. All right, I'll show you, but you brought this on yourself. Haraldoff sat in a hall of immense power. Beneath him cowered a throne made of blackened bones. Behind rose a xylophone of glimmering ribs arcing off a backbone that would make the most honest chiropractor start shopping for a boat. It culminated in a tail that snaked into the air. The seat was to vertebrates what the bikini atoll test was to firecrackers. Haraldoff rested both elbows on the arm bones of the vanquished, and his hands rested on the skulls of two creatures that would make Roger Corman start sketching like mad. It had fangs, to say the least. Smilodon people. Haraldoff didn't consider the throne. It was an extension of his body. He didn't consider the room that should have belonged to a galactic overlord. He didn't consider the priceless paintings on the walls. He didn't notice the tasteful pillars or the majestic ceiling or the plastic carpet that was brown, not because it was a tasteful color, but because eventually blood dried. He certainly didn't notice the guards. They were thoughtlessly loyal and built like Lou Ferrigno with anger management issues. They wore enough metal to give him even odds in a head-on with a Volvo. No, he only noticed the two henchmen. These two are called henchmen for a reason. They aren't going to be around long enough for you to learn their names. Tell me, Haraldoff said. Lord Haraldoff, henchman A said. We've searched the world over, but the artifact is nowhere to be found. There are rules of fantasy, too. There is always an artifact. Blame Tolkien. I need it, Haraldoff said. We know, my lord, Henchman Two said. But we can't find it, said Henchman Prime. Haraldoff heaved a fatherly sigh, the kind of sigh a man releases before he tells one of his twins that the boy came with a convenient spare. It's the kind of sigh a man lets loose right before saying, It puts the lotion in the basket. There are sighs that punctuate sentences. This is the kind of sigh that punctuates people. He rose with far more dignity than a man with his name had any right to possess. He moved with the grace of a ballerina. His feet caressed the stairs down from his throne as they crossed one in front of the other in dainty slippers. Finally they stopped, and Henchman the Junior stared up at the stocking legs that would have made Louis the Sixteenth bitch-slap a nun. Haraldoff saw fear as the man stared at those sagging tights and those gymnast legs. Slowly, the henchman's eyes rose. Don't look at me, Haraldoff said. He smiled. The beauty of that smile flashed through the henchman's eyes, popping them like Lawrence Welk bubbles. 
The sweet eye juices dribbled down the man's cheeks even as his smile fixed in a rigor of ecstasy. Then he fell over, dead. Henchman the wiser kept his eyes on the ground. You may leave, but find the artifact, or I'll blow you a kiss, Heraldoff said. The henchman withdrew, weeping hysterical thanks. Heraldoff smiled and strolled back up his dais to his throne and picked up a delicate feathered mask from the seat. Carefully, he put it on. You may look, he said. As one, the guards lifted their visors and their gazes swept the throne room. Then one of them walked forward and hooked the dead body under one arm. Already it oozed blood from every pore as the guard dragged it down the plastic carpet and out the door at the far end. Heraldoff sat on his throne and never once wondered about his own motivations. He did what he did, and no one, not even the great Karl above, knew why. He was simply the villain. Heraldoff stroked the feathers of his mask and studied the paintings around him, admiring art that wasn't half as exquisite as his own face, admiring with the vacuous expression of the hollow, admiring because he couldn't admire himself, or rather, he could, but a full-faced look in the mirror would be his last. And that might have been the greatest cliché of all. This has been Death by Cliché, available at Amazon, Audible, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold.